guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, Beard Man and... The Bald Eagle. And... Oh, man. What order do we go in? Who's next? Cool, cool breeze. There's so many, there's so many people. Uh, there's no order. We should have practiced. I'm Matthew. We should have practiced this before we put it out there for everybody. <laughs> and I'm I'm Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Hi. Uh, you've been on the podcast now a few times. Is it is it time that you get your own handle, your own podcast handle, a pandle? I don't know. It's not something I believe someone should pick for themselves. You know those kids in school that try and pitch their own nickname. Mm-hmm. And it always backfires. So I'm, I mean, I'm going, to, I'm going to approve or disapprove, disapprove of whatever nickname, but I can't be the one to concoct it. That is. So you're going to hold on to veto rights, is what you're saying? Absolutely. Uh, it's tough because he's got the beard like Brad, but he's also got the hair like Lucas. So I mean, where where are we going with this? <laughs> Hybrid. I prefer. Yeah. You come to us, Brucus. <laughs> yeah, Brutus. We'll work on it. Brutus. Okay. Brutus. <laughs> Can we call you Brutus, please? Yeah. That's fantastic, actually. You could do a lot worse than Brutus, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. I definitely misspelled Brutus. How do you spell Brutus? So listen, that's, that's fantastic because growing up, I because my last name is Barber, I always, my favorite wrestler, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, because he was Brutus the Barber. So this is... Beefcake? This, this suit, absolutely. Oh, Brutus. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And so this is so fitting. You guys are just <laughs> magical. Um, so I, if, if you're following us along in the live stream, which nobody is because the only followers we have on YouTube are um, Cool Breeze and uh, the Bald Eagle, uh, Brutus the Beefcake has not has not uh, subscribed yet, but I'm going to be, uh, you know, th- we got a live chat going. And so if someone somehow stumbles upon this on YouTube, cause it is legit live right now, uh, feel free to chime in on our chat and we will answer what you're asking. Keep it appropriate. Having said that I have all kinds of filters and things in place. So good luck. That's probably not how you that want. That's like a challenge. I was Don't just going to say, that's not, that's not the energy you want to come yeah. in with. Challenge accepted. Uh, hey, put your phone down. People will know it's you. <laughs> uh, fellas, if you do want to do me a favor while we're doing this, I'm going to, I'm going to go through uh, something here. But uh, while I'm doing this next little thing about five-star reviews, if you guys do want to go on the YouTube, see if we're streaming, if it's looking good, and try sending a chat and see if it comes up on our feed. I don't have enough devices. That's fine. That's okay. That's okay. If we ever start doing sponsors again, if we get some money on this episode, we'll help you out. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, just before we get into the episode, I want to remind you right off the bat that you can reach out to us on our social medias. Oh boy. Of course we're live now. Um, and if you're following on live stream, you'll see a little ticker on the bottom right of the screen that has the information for you. But for those that are listening with your ear holes, the information is simple at Oxford Holy Club. And you can type that in on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to follow us. Also, if you do want to leave us a one minute message, um, whatever is on your mind, uh, even your grocery list, you can do that through the uh, through the link that's in the description in the episode. Now, we do say that if you'll leave us a five star review, we'll read it on the air. And guys, it might surprise you to know it's been a while since we've got to do this, but we've got two to put up. 
uh, today. And so I'm going to read them for you because that's what we said we would do. So the first one comes from Reverend R. McGlinchey. Definitely am butchering that, and I'm sorry, Reverend. But it says this, can't stop listening, genuinely helping me stay positive in my pursuit of the life of holiness in this super crazy, easy to be negative about climate we are experiencing these days. Is there any holiness but relational Canadian joyous holiness? Well, here at the Oxford Holy Club, we say no, there isn't. No, of course there is, but peace and thanks, sisters and brothers. Oh, and please send me the mystery cereal. Uh, shout out to a few episodes back where we taste tested some cereal. Lucas, that was, was a hit. hit. That was yeah, a hit. I guess so. Uh, and then the next one comes from H. Tarrant, who, Matthew, you and I know who this is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and H. Tarrant says, what? Uh, and then goes on to say, so good. Oh, and send me the mystery cereal. Or tell me what it is so I can buy it here in the America. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I was enjoying uh, H. Terrence so good up until it became demands uh, about the cereal. So we we Seems do like not the cereal was a big hit. We we don't we don't negotiate with. It was uh, worth the eighteen dollars in postage. I'm vindicated. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, Matt, I'm assuming you remember the episode, having listened to it. I don't listen. To this. <laughs> if he's not in it, he don't listen. Uh, That's true. How how vain is that? Well, it's something. Are you watching your? Oh, yeah. Oh, the chat's awesome. Is it working? You did beautifully. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I like Good. I forgot to watch it. I really want to try the filters, though. No, you don't. You really. <laughs> hey, try doing something in all caps. If I remember correctly, I think I put something on that will block people that try to do all caps. Actually, I might, <laughs> I might not have. I'm, I was going to type a bunch you of You really have maxed out the filters. I heart brewed it. Oh, no, look, there's me and all those A's. Anyway, uh, so thank you, uh, Reverend R. McGlinchey and H. Tarrant for leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes. We appreciate that. And uh, don't forget that you can tell your friends about us and get them to leave that five-star review. Nothing's better than sharing us with your friends. Guys, it's been, we've never, ever met like this. This is cool. The, the four of us together. Okay, what's happening here in the chat? Um, hey, good news. I can hide that. All right. Um, we've never been here quite like this before, and I'm starting to regret it. Live chat may have been a mistake. <laughs> but why don't we... Uh, You're acting with the listeners. Why don't we... Why don't, well, yeah, it sucks that we're the only ones right now, but... <laughs> it's probably for the best for now. Fair Do we get the get the kinks out of the system? Why don't we Why don't we catch up, guys? Let's not forget that we also have audio happening. So for people that are like, I didn't watch it. This is podcast poison. Oh no way! What is he doing? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, describe it for me. Uh, Oxford Holy Club coming in described audio. Anyway, guys, what's going on with your life? Last week, um, we Andrew and I held down the fort while Lucas was a wall, and. Um, and never did in the last week tell us what took him away at the last moment. But we speculated. <laughs> I look forward to that episode. Uh, would you like me to tell you or? Yes, please. Okay. Um, well, I was actually getting ready to do the episode and then I got a text that says like, our hockey draft is happening tonight. Oh, my and I word. thought it wasn't until the end of the month. Turns out it was then. And I, and I rush out. 
And uh, but it turns out it wasn't the draft. It was the thing that is picking the order of the draft, uh, which it did quite well in. So I mean, I'm, I'm glad I was able to witness that. Uh, that was hosted by none other none other than Mr. Matthew Barber himself. He built his own thing where the ping pong balls fly around and like has the numbers and everything. It was pretty impressive. My goodness, you also do hot sauces, don't you? Oh man, let me tell you about my new mix. It's called it's called habanero honey, and it's honestly the best sauce I've made yet. Just did it this past week, and. It's delicious. Okay. I do by do hot sauce. You mean like make your own hot sauces? Yeah, make my own hot sauces. That is impressive. Uh, oh yeah. I yeah. will. You know what? I will testify. They are good. He gave me a bottle uh, quite a while ago now, but that my family liked it. Uh, any yeah. everybody that I that got a taste really enjoyed it. Yeah. What's the journey that you went on to come to the point where you decided to make your own hot sauce? Well, let me. St- I'll start at the beginning. That's yeah, all good hot sauce stories since, begin. Since, since we're live uh, and we've got all kinds of time. Uh, no. Tight 40. Uh, Tight 40. Honestly, yeah, honestly, what started, uh, so I got a smoker, right? So then I started smoking all kinds of like different ribs and, you know, briskets and that kind of stuff. And so then, of course, you get into the sauces after that. Of course. So, then, so smoke, I, smoking's a gateway to. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, to getting sauced. And then you, and then after that, so many, you, no, you just kind of start to say, Oh, you know, I wish it was a little more like this. I wish it was a little more like that. So I just said, you know what? I'm going for it. So I started making my own barbecue sauces. And I'll tell you what, my uh, apple butter barbecue sauce, Be- like beefcake, it, beefcake Brutus's apple butter. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a apple stuff. butter. His new name's Apple Butter. <laughs> there it apple is. Butter. Oh, I'll take apple butter too. Uh, but the, uh, so then I was like, Well, I want to do hot sauce. And so, uh, anyway, start doing hot sauces. And so, anyway, uh, next time I see you guys, I'll have a bottle of my new stuff for you. Mm. It's it is delicious. It's hot, but it's delicious. <laughs> uh, terrified and excited. 50 oh, absolutely! You know me well enough, Andrew. I have labels. <laughs> if the guy's got a ping pong machine thing for picking draft stuff, you know he's got labels for his hot sauce bottles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. That's so, okay. So Lucas, we now know what's been up with you and Matt, we're with you. Let's, let's go to the top of, of, of this Brady bunch of video things. Uh, Andrew, what's going on with you, buddy? Well, I have a big announcement. Uh, and as you know, today I installed a dishwasher all by myself. Applause. That is impressive. That is because you have to wire that in yourself, don't you? Yeah. And there's no water on the floor. We ran it. So impressive. I will say that uh, uh, I am proud that I can do that, but I do not have the patience for it to, <laughs> to do it as a as a profession. <laughs> Why was this kind of the test run? Were you? Thinking what are you about, thinking? You were thinking <laughs> about it. Andrew's dishwasher repair. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it was. Uh, I felt a lot of different emotions this evening, <laughs> but it's done. Hey, man. And even sent us a picture, and the install looked good. Yeah, yeah. You you know I you're confident it. when you send a picture of your dishwasher to your buddies. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> dishwasher. So, fellas, 
the average listener um, may not realize that we all went to university around the same time and uh, had a lot of adventures together, whether it was snowball fights that went all across the city of Moncton to uh, couches that disappeared in the night. I mean, our own couches. <laughs> we didn't take people's couches. We didn't, we didn't steal couches. We didn't steal couches. Um, just all kinds of random things. And now every one of us married jobs and everything else in between. And I'm curious, actually, I'm not curious. Lucas was the one that was curious. And he, so he tossed this in here uh, about what we didn't see coming, um, about being adults, where we're at now, we're all in our mid thirties. And, uh, and what's it been like? Has there been anything that, that we didn't expect? Who's going first? I'll well, go. Thank you. Remember, we're now now it's not only audio, it's live video, so no awkward pauses. Just jump at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, and I and I think maybe this is what Lucas is getting at too, but uh, just never actually feeling like an adult. You think you're going to have that moment where you feel uh, grown up or the age that you are. Right. But I just haven't had that yet. I still just feel like I'm even people that are my, the same age as me, I think that they are so much older than me. Uh, <laughs> been there. <laughs> yeah. And also I'll throw in that. I really never expected to be so envious of other adults and all the things that they have. That's my, that's my secret. Like dishwashers. Yeah. So that's why I got a dishwasher. I just needed it. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and especially in this age of like social media and things like that. And everyone's posting their perfect photos and stuff. It's that constant battle of, mm. uh, uh, not being envious of the things that other people have. Cause you think, because you're an adult, you should have those things too. Hmm. That, yeah. Hey, that, absolutely. Uh, anybody else want to jump on, on that? Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't, yeah. Like I think the biggest thing for me is like, I like, I don't know. I think I, I teeter back and forth of like feeling like an adult and not like when I pay my bills and when I, when I have sure. to shovel my own driveway, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> but then the things that I didn't expect was all the different places your money has to go to. And things <laughs> that like, like when we were in university, mm. we would take our student loan and we would buy DVDs. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, what we yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. Keep blockbuster alive. My money was exchanged for something that I could hold in my hand. But now the majority of my money goes to RRSPs, which I'll not see until I'm 70 years old, which I doubt I'll even live to. It goes to <laughs> it goes towards insurance and you have to insure everything in your life. Like this thing, your house, you've got your car, you've got your health insurance, there's debt insurance so that in case you die, <laughs> your debt is insured. Like, and so for me, it's this whole idea of like, I'm putting all this money out, but it's only just so that if I'm dead, everyone else will enjoy life. <laughs> when you look at the money coming in, you're like, Oh, that's like, that's not bad. And then it just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like what, what, what happened? Yeah. Nah. So that, I, that's the biggest surprise for me where the biggest adjustment, I mean, the kids thing and getting married thing. I agree. Like there's all that adjustments, but there's nothing in the world to prepare you for that. Nice cat. But the idea of, of what giving money and receiving nothing in the moment, mm. it's so empty. For me, I think uh, like the imposter syndrome, like I still feel like I don't 
like, I, I don't feel like an adult, even though I, I am, I have a job, I've got, you know, all that stuff, but I don't, you know, it, it hasn't clicked over. I, I don't know what it is. Um, and then of course, I think another one was just the time not being my own. I knew I would be busier, but just like, especially with kids, it's just the fact that like, someone's always got to be in charge of the kids mm-hmm. and either you're, you're, you're working, you know, three to one, or it's like two and one or whatever, like the ratios are, but you know, we're, we're just starting to get to the age now. Like Melissa and I and the kids were walking in the, the park, uh, yesterday, just tonight. And, uh, you know, we can let the kids run, you know, 50 feet ahead. And we're like, they probably won't die. Like if we let them to 50 <laughs> feet away from us, whereas before it would have been like unheard of and we're getting a little, a little bit more freedom and, and they're, they're able to do more stuff. And, and, you know, there's less like <laughs> diaper style accidents that I have to worry about. And, and we're just getting a taste of freedom again and not being totally exhausted. And the kids, you know, sleep through the night and stuff, which is, that was, you know, a fun little adventure. But yeah, it's, it's all that, like the time not being my own. I can't just be like, I want to go to do this. I can do it, but I kind of have to talk to my wife about it and not to ask permission, but just to say like, hey, does that work with you? What is your schedule? Like I have to plan a whole schedule out to just yeah. go and get like, going to Costco to get groceries. I'm like, sweet. I'm going to put in my earbuds. I'm going to listen to a podcast. It's, it's Lucas time. And if I'm really well behaved, I can have an ice cream cone. You know, like that is, I didn't see that coming as being excited. Huh. Okay, uh, there's more to unpack with that, but we'll do that in some personal <laughs> private counseling. How about you, Brad? Later. What what surprised you about adulting? Uh, how important sleep is, mm. uh, as like as a young adult in university or as a teenager, right? It was nothing to go not to bed, and <laughs> and then you know as a young adult, you're in university and you sleep in and maybe don't go to your classes. Maybe you do. It's hard to know. You guys have no idea what my school was like. It was awesome. Anyway. Um, but just how important it is to to get a good night's rest. And the reason I know that is because of how tired I am all the time um, <laughs> if I don't and how it affects everything. Uh, and so take like what surprised me is, you know, our body's a temple and how quickly the temple can fall to ruins if it's not <laughs> taken care of properly. Um, this temple, and I, I forget who said this, but um, I think it was from Community not a sponsor, but the, it's like a doctor and he's like, didn't anybody tell you uh, it's a temple of doom or something like that, right? <laughs> it's a temple of cheeseburgers. It's a temple of doom. It's built on cheeseburgers, something like that. So my, I, what I didn't see coming was how important sleep was, that my metabolism would all of a sudden reverse. Is that a thing? And um, And that at some point, um, people look to you now as the adult. And I realized that at the Grand, I mean, I've realized it before, but at the Grand Canyon, when you get 50 some kids and there's people older than you and all that, and, and, and they're all like, okay, you're the adult. And I'm like, wait, somebody else, please. Who, who wants to be the adult here? I sure don't, but you gotta be. So uh, that was kind of some of the stuff that I didn't see coming. I don't feel like an adult. If I, you know, there are moments when you have to, you got to deal with stuff, but I still feel, I don't know. Actually, I do want to add another one. And I think I talked to Matt, I think I talked to you about this one time and I don't think it seemed to really be a problem for you. But um, when I'm trying to lead someone who is older than me, I feel weird. Like I'm telling an adult what to do and I'm not an adult. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. And, and, and in my, in my job, because I, I, I am the boss sometimes it's, 
Yep. And and I'm never like a jerk about it or anything, but I was like, could you please do this if you don't mind, sir? Uh, you know, to someone who's older than me, ask them to do stuff or someone who's been doing, you know, teaching longer than me or whatever. That one is a, is a tricky one. I still feel like I'm not a kid. I just like, again, I just, it doesn't feel like it's my place to say it or whatever, but I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah. I take the opposite approach. I remember I, I remind all the older people that I'm the one that's young and vibrant. And they're at a touch and they need to follow where I go. That's, that's what you need to start doing. It must be I fun. making my own like hot sauces and, and get, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, that's what I need to do. You strike me more as a crocheter than a hot sauce. maker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucas, it's time for you to take charge. Am I doing the hypothetical? Get us, get, this one's Yes. All right. So the hypothetical for this week is if you could erase one thing from existence, even the memory of that thing, what would it be? And so, we'll start with- so, so easy. So easy. Uh, <laughs> all, I'm not a country music fan, but uh, all country music produced after 1999. Uh, if we could completely eliminate that and have it wiped from our memory. Um, I think the world would probably be a better place. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's too, too, uh, too much in going into rock or what's the, what's the deal? Oh, I wish. No, like that, that's, that's what country music used to be. It, it's, it was what birthed a lot of rock music, but mm-hmm. no, no, no. I mean, prime example is the Lewis Taylor Swift album. Doesn't sound anything like country music. And the only reason I know that is because my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Me. Uh, but I mean, it, it all just sounds like pop music now, and it's all garbage. Like you turn into the pop, <laughs> you, you tune into the pop station now, and I honestly like when when Aaron's in the car with me, we're driving. She turns it to the pop station, and I just it sounds and feels like one long song <laughs> from the time I get in the car until the time I get out, and it's people who are artists that are like that are country, but it's not country. And then you get these uh, old uh, town road guys that really blur the lines. And it's just, oh. yeah, all music. Because, like, look, let's look at the 90s. Of course, the, the 60s, 70s, that's a given. Anybody can love that country music. But you look at the 90s, right? Who are we talking about? Because we all listen to it because our parents had the tapes. We're talking about Alan Jackson, Bill Alan Ray. Jackson Garth Brooks, Brooks, Billy Ray, Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam. Oh, yeah. Inside the pocket of a clown. Uh, the, uh, careful, I mean, careful. Is that, not, is, that not, is that not suitable? I don't know. Well, just, I don't even know what that song means. No. He's afraid of copyright. I'm, a, I'm afraid of getting taken down on copyright. Oh, I know Dwight listens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He probably does all day. No, he's here. He's on right now. He's, oh, my goodness. Did you, did, you know, did you know Dwight Yoakam's actually been doing like a ton of acting lately? Yeah, I've seen him in a couple things. Yeah, like he's always like a crazy killer in yeah. like every show I see them. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam, who'd have thought? But um anyway, yeah. So that's my pick. Country music after nineteen ninety-nine. Um mm. uh, I had something and then I forgot it and then I remembered something different. So I'm gonna if it's all right, I wanna go before I lose it. Go. Uh, um all of these quote unquote Fortnite dances. Uh, be, because now I don't understand how people communicate anymore. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I just tried to dab, but I don't think I did it. This is like this was when I knew it was time to get out of youth ministry. Um, 
Yeah. When when everybody started expressing their emotion through Fortnite dances, <laughs> and it's like, how are you feeling today? And they start flossing. I'm like, okay. And, and be a translator to go around with you, right? And they're like, oh, I'm the I'm feeling backpack kid flossing on Orange Justice, and I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> what does that mean? So if if I could erase one thing from existence, it would be all Fortnite dances. And and those Fortnite dances, you know, there's there's all kinds of backstories with those and how they were stolen and and all the legal stuff that came with that. But but I want them gone and I don't even want to remember that they existed. If the men in black could like just in one instance, you know, uh and and I'm sorry, not not the new ones. Uh I want Tommy Lee Jones to come in and uh do that. That would be cool with me. There you go. Andrew, how about you? Right. So I was trying to think of like a, like a terrible season of, of a show that uh, I wanted to erase, but just like all the shows, I watched too much to, to hate on them. Dishwashers. So I am going to uh, single out a movie that I, it's almost basically gone from my memory anyways, but I watched The Tree of Life one time. Oh, buddy. I've never, oh, oh yeah. I remember that movie. I've never I heard of that. That's the Brad Pitt movie, right? I thought that it had um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's who I remember in it. What's it called? Blockbuster yeah. Days, Tree, Tree of Life. Life. IMDb, hit it up. I'm looking at uh, it now. I think it's Brad Pitt. No, 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. It was no, not no, good. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand anything that happened in that movie. It and was so weird. I I would take that. I would get rid of that. Easy. Okay. And Lucas, yourself. Um, I, I couldn't think of one. Like, I mean, I was like, I don't know, Hitler, but that seems like kind of a cop out. Um, but then anything that's not Hitler seems like it's a waste. Um, I, it's funny that you said like uh, the, the dances for Fortnite because, um, like dabbing and, and flossing <laughs> as working in the education field. I see a lot of it. And I just like, it, it makes me like mad and sad at the same time. It makes it kind of grosses me out when I see it. I was like, Oh, come Oh no. And I'm trying to think of like what we did at that age. What stupid thing that adults are rolling their eyes at. Tear, I don't remember. Tearaway, us doing, tearaway tear, pants. Tearaway, <laughs> I saw a kid wearing tearaway pants that looked like they were new, not vintage the other day. And I was like, oh, they're uh, back. <laughs> uh, we did tear, tearaway pants. Great 10. And the pant legs that were, I remember having a pair of pants that had 50 inch circumference um, oh, pant no. legs. <laughs> yeah. That's Man, how we expressed ourselves. Grade 10. Okay. Grade 10. I got a pair of tearaway pants. Um, they weren't Adidas because they only had two stripes on them. Right. They were like <laughs> champion. Were like, I think it was Zeller's. Zeller's. <laughs> Zeller's. <laughs> but he did pants. Nobody, nobody told me, of course, because I bought them in the summer. Right. And so there was, I wasn't like I was bought them in school when I knew how it all worked, but nobody told me you should wear shorts under them. <laughs> so we're in grade 10. I'm walking down the hall oh, and wow. I don't even know who it was. And off come my pants right <laughs> in the middle of the hallway. As, as like kids in, in high school and middle school that had so much to risk, why did we wear <laughs> pants that you could tear off? Yeah, exactly. I know. Here's another one. Do you guys remember this? This is from a while back. Do you remember lockup jeans? I've heard of them, but I've never no. actually seen them. No idea. I owned a pair. Really? It was, yeah, I remember it because I think it was in like late elementary for me. 
when mm. they were when they would have come out. And I think was, they're like an '80s thing or late early '90s or something. It was a tiny padlock that instead of a button on the front of your jeans, it was just like a like a latch that you put the padlock in and lock. And there was a chain. <laughs> there was a chain went from that to your first belt loop with Dude, a key on it. And you just brought the key over. could you go to, wrong? You had to unlock your pants. And like, <laughs> I would like, this was before we were even in the church. So I know it wasn't some type of like chastity. <laughs> right. <you> know, like, <laughs> my folks were doing. They were just like, yeah, it was just, that was the cool thing. Like that, was, can, that was the precursor yeah. to escape rooms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but there was kids who would wet their pants in grade six because they couldn't get the Excellent. the lock off in time. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 true. I'm so concerned with doing live stream. By the way, by the way, uh, you morons! It was Brad Pitt. It was not Hugh Jackman. Was not in that movie. What am oh. I thinking about? I uh, did you Google it? I I am it. Yeah, not a sponsor. It's, Brad Pitt, Sean Penn, um, Jessica Chastain, yeah, and it was the it was the weirdest, weirdest movie I've ever watched in my life. Well, let's let's move on about uh, or let's continue to talk about different movies. And there's a question that's coming in from Yahoo that uh, they have a question about a movie. It says this: What's the best program to copy and paste the entire B movie script into a photo? Fellas, have you ever asked this question, or or anything kind of like it? I don't even like understand it? this question. I like what's up with the photo? Why the B movie? Is it a recent Yahoo? Do you remember that, or is it like from ten years ago? No, this is this is recent. <laughs> the, the B movie is like a cult classic, Jerry uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I I just watched the Thirty Rock where they kept talking about it. So I mean, I it feels recent to me, but I yeah, it was like twelve years ago or more. Oh, absolutely. And let's not even talk about how uh, wrong they were in their portrayal of bees in their natural habitat. <laughs> but moving beyond that, um, who, we, got, we got somebody coming in and changing our, uh, our notes here. Under you got the too many spaces. You're too wild with the spaces. I want to tighten it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> anonymous camel. That's You're your... anonymous camel? What? You changed my name? Oh, good grief. How do people do that? Uh, li listeners at home that can't see what's happening, we share a Google Doc so that we can all see the notes and edit them in real time. And normally it would say the name of who is editing. And we've color-coded things to easily see who's who. But all of a sudden, someone called Anonymous Camel was in our notes changing things, and no one knew who it was. It is, in fact, Lucas. The Bald Eagle, or Anonymous Camel, as his new Except moniker is. I didn't change it to that, so somebody else had to. Okay, wasn't me. <laughs> uh, so, guys, <clears throat> just just maybe to help us out here, there are some answers to this question. Uh, user Nico Chara, I definitely didn't pronounce that right, but isn't is that a wrestler too? Was there a wrestler named that Chara? No, Matt. Help Hockey me. player. Hockey, Hockey player. player. Oh yeah, that's that's why I don't pay attention to either. Um, it, uh, you just lost your Canadian citizenship. <laughs> it, they say uh, whichever way you do it, it's probably going to look like a gray blob afterwards. So what they're thinking, or what what I think they're thinking, is that someone wants to get the entire script, all the words, and compress it into the size of a photo. Why would they want to do that, guys? I got nothing here. 
Have All I can think of is, did you guys ever do typing class? Like, which probably did not last much longer after I was in school. And the, and here's what they would do. They taught us how to type, which did not take that long on typewriters. And then they would give you these like activities where basically it was like do three X's and then do a line and then do four X's and 10 spaces and four X's. And by the time you were done, you had a, you built a picture out of X's and spaces. And that's all I could think about when I think of this. And it was the weirdest thing ever. And I don't know why they made us do it. Well, to kill time in a typing class in the year 1999. Do you think that if that were to actually happen, maybe it'd be like a picture of Jerry? That would be pretty awesome. Thumbs up with a little caption. What's the deal with? Or, and, you know, <laughs> fill in whatever. Matt, you seem to have something. You were really chomping at the bit there to get going. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? Uh, I forget if it's like Disney or something like that. Not where. It's you can you can, it's like a quilt or a poster, and it's all the the no 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 that's not exactly. Is it like pictures oh. of pictures? No no no, pictures. it's like the oh what it is it's like a whole book, but it's all the the lettering is all just obviously not formatted page at a, at a time, but it's all on one poster and it's a whole book, but it's made to look like something. Have you ever seen those? No, I've never seen that. Well, based off your explanation, I have no sweet clue what you're talking about. Just a second. I'm going to show you. <laughs> Andrew, help. Okay. Uh, yeah, here's my answer. The movie I was thinking about earlier was The Fountain. Oh, my soul. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Me too. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but have you guys watched The Tree of Life? I don't no. think so. Oh, okay. So. Don't? Or do No, don't. Well, so Aaron don't. and I, so Aaron don't. And I watched it, but it was almost as though it hypnotized us because <laughs> like every five minutes you were like, we got to turn this garbage off. Like this, this doesn't even make any sense. This movie. Yet we watched all two hours of it. And like, <laughs> it was just filled with like random shots of Brad Pitt's life with Jessica Chastain, but then interrupted with like pictures of space and intergalactic stuff. It was but it wasn't a space movie. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Time go, watching watch it. go watch it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our not a sponsor break. The part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Abraham Lincoln, long metal claws popping out of his hands, riding on a Segway. Ladies and gentlemen, build your fighters because it is time to play Super Fight, the card game by Skybound. You choose character cards, which have, well, characters, sometimes very generic, sometimes coincidentally specific. And then you draw attribute cards, and this is where things get ridiculous and your characters come to life. And if you really want to spice things up, there's all kinds of expansions. This is a card game where you draw character cards, pair them with attribute cards, and then you fight the other people around the table who have done the same thing. And how do you win? You argue until you win. That's right, when the power goes out because of some kind of hurricane, instead of a nice peaceful night of monopoly with your family, it's time to argue. You know what? Want to win? Well, embrace the hand life has dealt you and argue why your fighter would win the fight. Your friends or future arch rivals vote for a winner and he or she takes home the point and takes on the new challenger. What happens in the event of a tie? Uh, hmm. Smoke bomb! Nah, just kidding. Super Fight has hit me arguing with my friends to the point of hysterical laughter. And in my opinion, nobody does it better than Skybound Super Fight, not a sponsor. 
so what we're going to move into now, guys, is uh, instead of questions that we can't answer, it's um, questions that Christians are asking. And there's a list of 10 questions that I'm going off of. And, and this week we're on number three. And it's, and we're, you know, questions that, that Christians often come up with and, and ask. And I think if we'd all be honest, we've probably all asked this specific question uh, time and time again. It, the question is this, how can I be sure of my salvation? So the person that's asking the question, they want to know what kind of confidence can they have that they're that they're actually saved. And I see that we've all we've made some notes in here. Um, and we don't have to go in any order if you just if you do want to jump in. But Matt, I have, um, I just want to say it out loud so that I don't forget it. I would like to to take a minute with you at some point during this and talk about um, testimonies. Um, be, and it will make sense. What, do you want to just jump into it with me? Sure. We'll see go how for it. we'll see how it goes. Well, really quickly, I'm gonna I I want to go through what I had written because I, then I want to segue into what I was thinking with you. Um, how can you be sure of your salvation? One of the things that I thought of, guys, was was number one that you you remember a time when you actually asked Jesus into your life. That might seem like a no brainer, but it would seem. You know, it seems to me that something like that, even like I was six, Matt, how old were you? Oh, I was later. I think I was like 15. Lucas, how about you? I was six as well. Andrew? Um, 32. Okay, we have an no, issue. Uh, <laughs> 12. 12. But we were, we remember, like we remember a specific time where we asked Jesus to come into our life. Now, um, I don't know what your guys' story is like. I know there've been times where I'm like, Lord, I'm not really sure that I am saved. And, and I, I would have asked probably again, especially as a teenager, cause that was just a weird time. <laughs> well, um, no, no. At, when you're a teenager, it's easy because every summer you went to the altar at camp and accepted <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, that's, a safe, people, that's a safety one right there. As long as it carried over 12 months, you were good. <laughs> right. <laughs> the other thing was this, and uh, this comes out of Romans eight sixteen. It says the spirit, meaning the Holy spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And let me put that in my words. Uh, when you become a Christian, the Holy spirit takes residence in you lives in you. And, and he talks to you. And tells you that that you are saved, that you're God's child, uh, and so when you know when the world wants to tell you that you're not, there's something inside you that's like, no, 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 I'm God's child. The Holy Spirit Himself will confirm for you that you are saved. And and I I heard recently on a different podcast they were talking because someone put the question in. Um, it was it was kind of worded the same about how do I know and how do I know if I've lost it or how do I know if I'm. Um, callous and, and all this. And one of the answers they gave was the fact that you even care to ask shows that you actually care about your faith and that you haven't lost it type of thing. Um, I'm going to just toss that out to see what you think about that, gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think the concern for, concern for your salvation and the fact that you're being thought, your, your thoughts are in that direction it's it's a positive sign, right? Um, you know what I mean. And then there comes the point too where, um, I mean, kind of my my idea of it too is that there's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which you can't put into words how He confirms that right in you. But there's a peace and there's a joy that is there. There's a change that happens in an individual's life, even if they were 
a good person, even if they were a very positive, happy-go-lucky person, there's still an act of change in their life when the Holy Spirit is accepted. And part of that, and it's again, it's not done by works. It's completely by our faith in Christ and what he's done, but but there is the fruits of that also, which display in our lives, right? Right. I'm going to jump on that just for a second because um, this kind of segues into what I wanted to ask. I remember as a teenager, like one of the ways that I know I'm a child of God is because of the transformation that took place in my life when I was dealing with different addictions and, and things that I couldn't control, but God helped me with. And so when I would give a testimony, I, you know, I, and today when I give a testimony about what God's done in my life, you know, I talk about drug addiction. I talk about, um, drinking. I talk about, you know, relational issues. I talk about like those things come up in my testimony as things that God saved me from. Um, but I remember, and I'm not sure if you remember this, but I remember there was a time and we were talking about testimonies and you made the comment that you didn't, at the time, you didn't feel like you had much of a testimony because you hadn't gone through all those things that, that others had. Does that, do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, for a long time. I mean, it was, I mean, because here you are growing up where you're seeing transformations of people's lives, right? Right. Where there's been a change. And oftentimes the ones that get the most attention when you're talking testimonies are the ones where it's like, I was homeless and I was a prostitute and I was a drug addict and I was a, and so you look at that and you think like, wow, God moved and what a testimony. And then you look at me where it's just like, where, okay, well, you know, I was a good kid. Uh, <laughs> I, I my mom sometimes. And then I turned around. Oh, not even like, not even, I don't even think I was a rude kid. <laughs> like, like, and so you're just like the, the, the change, you know, the, the before and the after, aren't nearly as contrasted. And so it, it can, you can look at it and say, well, I guess that's a boring story. You know what I mean? But, but one of the things that, again, I've come to understand, especially in my work where I'm, I work at a faith-based rehab. And so of course I'm seeing these transformations all the time and they are dramatic transformations, Mm -hmm. but it's still a reminder for me that, um, that even I've changed the way I think it, where at one point it's like, wow, look what God, Look! Look! Look at what God had saved you from, but more and more, I'm I'm leaning in the direction of no. Look what God saved you through, and it's and it's because of certain things, certain people at times in your life where God had intervened. This whole idea of of provenient grace, you mm-hmm. know, this idea that even when we didn't know Him, He was working for our good, and so you know, you pile that on top to us having the faith and accepting him and knowing him and growing in him. Uh, then again, I come back to this idea of the fruit being on display. Right. Um, that, yeah, I can look back and say, you know what? Yeah, maybe I was a good guy, but it wasn't until God got a hold of my life that I was in his will. And it was about being much more than just about being good. It was about being faithful. Right. I, and, and thank you, Matt. You hit what I was hoping to get. Um, cause I think that there are people that grow up cause I, I, you know, where I hear this the most people that have grown up in church their whole life that haven't rebelled, haven't acted out. And they're like, they don't, they don't see that contrast in their life of, okay, well I've accepted Jesus, but nothing really changed. Yeah. Well, you start to see the fruit of that. And, um, guys, I, I Matt and I've talked, what, uh, what do you guys think? 
Well, I, I understand that. I used to have, you know, it sounds silly, but like uh, testimony envy sometimes because you go to church and everyone has these like blockbuster testimonies that are just, you know, not a dry eye in the house and like, well, mine's not that exciting and, and, and all that stuff. But, you know, I've had people who've had those like, you know, wild testimonies be like, no, you know, I wish I didn't have this testimony. And I, and, you know, it's awesome that, that you didn't have to go through this. And it just kind of speaks to the blessing of, you know, well, you know, God blessing you, but also like your parents raising you in a certain way. And, 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 and that sort of thing, like you've been, you've, you know, there's all, there's a lot of ways it can go wrong and, and it didn't. And, and, you know, I might've looked good on the outside, but I wasn't good. And that, that right. transformation is happening on the inside. Whereas someone who's had a, you know, a rougher life or a rougher story, they, you see it on the outside, like their, in, their internal transformation has had a huge outward kind of uh, display, like, like the fruits, like Barbara was saying. Um, but with us, it's, you know, it, we, we looked okay, but we, we know that we weren't. And then we're, we're, we're starting to change the inside, not just because not just the outside, I guess. Hmm. Um, thanks, man. Andrew. Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of how can you be sure of your salvation, it's simple and easy enough to say, but it comes down to faith, you know, faith in, in what the Bible says is true. Yeah. And I just kind of thought, you know, it's a cliche, it's a cliche verse to say, but it's, it's so cliche because it's so important and meaningful, but you know, John three sixteen, for God to love the world, he gave his only son so whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And if you have faith that that's true, uh, you know, that's, that's all you can really rely on is, is in believing in that and, and, and hoping for that. Absolutely. Um, it, and one one other point too is just the fact that sometimes when people are doubting, it's because they think like, "Well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how bad <laughs> yeah. I've been, or whatever." Right? Like that's that's the kind of the, the the thought that cycles through their brain. And when you're doing that, essentially, what you're saying when you flip it, you're saying Jesus isn't good enough to take away my sin. You know, Jesus isn't powerful enough. And when you say that, you know, it sounds wrong real quick. And then you're like, well, no, I'm not saying that. It's like, well, no, that is what you're saying yeah. because you're saying he doesn't have that. So it's a lot easier to doubt ourselves than it is to doubt Jesus. But you just have to, if, if that's the particular reason why you're doubting is you're just like, well, I don't know. He doesn't know this, that, and the other thing. Well, no, he does. And, and he took care of it. Like you have, to, you're putting your faith in Jesus, not in your ability to, be good or to act right or that sort of thing. Um, so to me, that's, that's one that you hear a lot is, well, like, Oh, you don't know my past. Well, no, I don't have to. Do, do you, do you think we've created a culture that makes it harder to be sure of something like this? Let me explain what I mean by that. It used to be enough. And I, I would hear the sayings, you know, God said it, I believe it, that settles it, mm-hmm. which I don't hear a whole lot of that. I, I hear, you know, how can I be sure? Well, sh- uh, you know, assuredness, um, kind of, there's kind of a truth in, in that. Um, and, and I wonder, I wonder if people find that harder today than maybe they used to. Like, so f- for instance, um, people, we go, we, what I mean is we go a lot off of emotion sometimes, how I feel mm-hmm. in the moment that is quote unquote truth, but, but that's not the case. Our, our emotions, um, <laughs> your emotions betray you, Luke. Um, <laughs> Star Wars, not a sponsor. <laughs> but some, like our emotions can lead us 
in a different direction and we need to be able to look, you know, if, if I don't, maybe I don't feel it right now. Maybe I don't feel his presence, but this, but scripture tells me that he's there, uh-huh. which means he's there, whether I feel it in that moment or not. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if I'm making the connect the way I'm hoping to. I, we have, we have in this postmodern um, culture right now, a, a hard time trying to come to truth and and people being sure of things and and i i wonder today if this question is harder to answer for people than it used to be i think absolutely it is on for a number of reasons i mean the popularity of universalism and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff is one big part of it the other part of it too not that we're going to discuss this but i mean the way that religion has been politicized um lately You know what I mean? And we're not going to get into it, but the whole idea that, well, if I'm a Christian, then I believe in my right for this, 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 and this, and I have to vote for this. And so, I mean, I know we're up here in Canada, so it's not as applicable, but I would challenge to say we're not that many steps off where there's a lot of Christians across this country that say, oh, well, I'm Christian, so I have to vote for this party. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Whereas... I look at these parties and I say, ah, I don't know. There's more that I probably don't align with than I do uh, when it comes to some of these things. But I mean, yeah, and the influence of the United States right now, of course, and all that rigmarole about how really the the religion or or really evangelicalism is has been so politicized and there's no separation in the two, which I believe there absolutely has to be. Um then yeah, it's confusing and people don't know where to land. And at the end of the day, I honestly think all of this is going to turn out to be beneficial in the long run because it's going to force people's hands when the time comes in order to really sit down and define what is my relationship with Christ and what does it really mean and stand for and see how that aligns with every other part of your life. And so... You know what? You know what's interesting. Uh, this question almost feels like it could be bred out of complacency. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we, we all know people. We've been on mission trips where it's <laughs> life or death. So you tell me they're not sure of their salvation. Yeah. Right. And then I, I get to sit in my office and ponder. Man, am I really sure? I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> and so I wonder if maybe there's some of that that comes from this as well. And Matt, you're right. And and you can look historically the church has thrived the most under persecution. Yeah. Uh, and and no one likes to say it. No one wants persecution, but you, I mean, you look uh, mm-hmm. where the church is growing the most, the, like the church in North America is in decline because we're all getting fat, sitting in our chairs, you know, being complacent and going, well, I can just pray for forgiveness for that tomorrow. Yeah. But and, you look at China who over the last 15 years has absolutely exploded. Right. And it's not comfortable to be a Christian there. It, no, abso- absolutely not. How can I be sure of my salvation? Maybe move to China. See how you do. <laughs> move to China. Boom, done, answered. Done, answered. answered. I, we should have just started with that. <laughs> um, now, if, we, if we moved to China, we would all tell them how they should be doing church. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it would just all fall apart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It... it the the Church of the Nazarene right now is going through something where they're redefining what church means and what constitutes a quote unquote church. Which when I when I first heard that a few years ago, I was like, well, that's that's an easy answer, guys. Put a 
steeple on it and some altars at the front and take up an offering, boom, you got a church. And that's not the case. And I know that. And I knew that then. But I think that um, the, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that we're redefining what it means. So like um, different types of ministries are, are the church. And, and anyway, uh, just kind of in response to what you said about if we went to China, we'd be like, hey, you know, you, you need a cement foundation and you need these walls. And if you don't get stained glass, then it doesn't count. And <laughs> right. And yep. that's just not the case. Um, so our answer, I, are we all in agreement? Uh, move to China. Done. Okay. Yep. I feel like I'd stand out like a sore thumb up there. <laughs> I think we all would blend in real well. <laughs> oh, dear. Guys, we have just a couple of things to do before we get off of this uh, podcast. And I would, based on our time, I would normally skip over this and move. But I just feel like we're uniquely gifted today to, to take this question. It comes from Yahoo, as all good questions do. When bald people wash their faces, how far up do they go? <laughs> uh, for those that are fun, people must be so pumped. Well, well, it's just the it's just the four of us that are looking on YouTube right now. But at some point in the archives, people will look at this video and go, "Now I understand." Yeah, there's some top shine going on. Um, well, let me let me take the first kick at the can here, and I'll tell you what my current procedure is now. I'm it's not a procedure. I'm not, I'm not, well, I, I gave it some thought. Cause right now, I mean, I'm not, I'm bald ding, but I'm not bald as in like cue ball. So I have hair to work with not as much as I'd like, but you know, enough to shampoo. No, I so, think you're, you're grasping at straws, bud. Like, <laughs> you, I mean, I think I could get away with just soaping it up, you know, just leave or 2000 or zest or whatever up there. Not a sponsor. But, but here's what, here's what, here's my current procedure is, I basically soap up to like nose level because here's the reason I don't want to get it like in my eyes. Where do you start? <laughs> my toes. Okay. And, and, and we're not going to get into the details and the, the logistics there, but, but I'm t- I'll tell you that I go up to here cause I don't, uh, I don't want to get in my eyes. And then I, you know, I get all that done. And then I, and then a shampoo, uh, even though I probably wouldn't have to, for, for example, if I was using a body wash, especially, I mean, I, there's probably not really a whole lot of difference between shampoo and soap anyway. I mean, maybe it's a little smoother or something, which doesn't really matter at this at my length. Stop but, ignoring uh, me. This part of you is body now, not hair. It's well, body. You, you, you want me to shampoo the sides and then go up through hey, the center like you, a skunk? So you ignored I, the center. You ignored the center. You washed up to the nose and then you avoided the eyes and all of this. And you went like this and said, job well done. Yeah. What yeah, is happening know. here? Okay. That's why okay, you're bald no, there. No, sorry. Like I got it. Yeah, like up to here. Although I don't get it super close to my eyeballs. How old are you? What about up here? You guys wash your eyelids? Yes. Of course. You just close your eyeballs. <laughs> okay. So, so Lucas, Lucas. All right. I'm gonna listen. You, we do it completely opposite. Okay. So here's how I do it. Oh, okay. he's moving the camera. <laughs> he's, we're getting a full body shot. You go, you go from toes to head, right? Yeah. This is where I'm at. My hair is, my hair is relatively short. Yep. Because I Agreed. keep it shaved down, right? Okay. Smart. So essentially, I start with, and I only, I actually, I use the uh, Dove for Men three in one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you start at the top for a lot of different reasons, which we don't have time for. But you start at the top, 
And with the amount of hair that I have, it essentially works like a loofah where you can just, it, it, you, you lather it and it gets everything really sudsy. Okay. Yeah. This is what I like that. me every morning. Okay. Shampoo, scrub, scrub, scrub. Face like this, beard, beard, and then I go back to my head, armpits like this. Yeah, and I go back to my head. Oh and no, then you've lost me the now. Rest of my body. You can't go back to your head after armpits. Thank you. After armpits, it's a rinse. It's a rinse. What do you? What do you think the shampoo's doing? Well, let's ask Andrew and find out because I'm terrified if we let you continue. <laughs> I don't have an opinion. I'm not qualified to answer those questions. That's right. Although I'm on my way, I'm, I'm but I'm better off than Lucas. Yeah, we we call I'm not in denial. Yeah, it's an intervention. We call, we call you the hopeless romantic, where you're just <laughs> really holding on <laughs> for good news. I, I don't condition anymore. I mean, that's what. Yes. What would you condition? Well, I I know. I I get it. I maybe it is, you know, it's funny though, because when I go to my in-laws house, they have this one body wash that I really like the smell of. It's like a men's body wash that they've had there for 10 years. Cause I think I'm the only one who uses it when I visit. You like, use someone else's body wash. No, it's my body wash. Cause I'm the only one who uses it. It's like in the, it's in the guest bathroom. If I didn't and, buy it, I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. I do trust my in-laws, but anyway, but that's what I, I, that is actually, I think I use your method is I, I start from the top and I like the smell so much. I, do the whole kitten caboodle. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's still shaking his head about the body wash. <laughs> I will say this. I, I, I have, I have twice now lived as a bald man where it was shaved clean off. And all I did guys was soap in, you know, uh, actually I have a, I have a brush. So soap the brush, scrub the face right up and over. Okay, I got two questions about this. Yes. One, do any of you own a back brush yes. scrub thing? Yes. Like in a cartoon? Well, how do you how do you wash your back? With my back brush. I Okay, but if you don't have a back brush, how do you wash your back? With a face cloth I in do, my hands. I, I, I do as far down. There's definitely an area I'm not getting, but I think the runoff will will get it. Yeah. That's we, how uh, I treat yeah, we got to okay. we got to move. We got to move. Which is, by the way, no. that's also how I clean my eyelids. Oh, I got oh. a second. I have a second question. By osmosis or my second question. Not osmosis. What is it? Just yeah. is it osmosis? No, uh, no. Osmosis. It's like the same reason I don't wash my <laughs> feet because my feet are in the water and soap, the longest of any part of my body. Right. Yep. Uh, fun fact. This is all one incorrect. Day in the summer, you know, when you're wearing like sandals and flip flops all day, your feet get like gnarly, right? How do, how do I mean you? And I was like, oh man, my feet, my feet are filthy. You know what? I better actually get down there and clean them. Yeah. So then I soaped the bottoms of my feet. <laughs> yeah. Didn't wipe out. Almost died. But uh, <laughs> that would have been a bad way to go. Uh, okay, so, yeah. My last, my last question is this. Uh, I know most of us have beards, but you still have to keep them tidy, right? Sure. Uh, do you say, do you shave in the shower? Um, mine's pretty small. I'll only, I go, to, I go to a hairdresser once a month and he does, he takes care of it and I don't touch it again until I go back. You just let your beard go all month. Yeah. Like you don't clean up your cheeks or neck. No, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I, I will take a razor and get close, but I don't, like for the for getting right in, I wait until I'm out of the shower. But for like the neck, yeah, 
and I get that. along here. Uh, and I don't really, I don't do the cheeks in the shower. Uh, cause I, the last thing you want is you go right down guys. I can't believe we spent that much time on, on that one. I thought that would be, uh, just up and done kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so here's what I want to do to try to end this thing. And I'm not sure how it's going to go, but if, if this can work, I would be extremely excited to do this on a, on, on the regular, uh, there's a card game called Super Fight, which is not a sponsor, but uh, we're, li- we, we're open to that. And basically the way it works is you draw cards at random and you get a card that is uh, a specific um, you know, person, an animal, something like that. And, and then the next cards that you get are their abilities. And, and then you're supposed to fight with an opponent who has done the same thing. So they're always very random. And then you have to have judges to decide who actually wins in the fight. And so I've randomized, uh, I randomized the list of things and I sent you guys and asked you to pick a number at random, which was probably confusing. And, and yours seems pretty overpowered. I'm going to say I'm, I'm, you know, I want it out there. I almost videotaped me doing it just so that you knew I did it fairly. Okay. Um, but I did do it fairly. And, and so I'm going to go, how about we do this? Cause I feel like it's better if we, if we say our things ourselves and take ownership yeah. of it. So I, Brad, am the Loch Ness monster that was, well, bit- who's judging this thing? Well, hold on. So what's going to happen is we're going to read off who we are. I'm going to tell you who's fighting and, and the two that are not fighting become the judges. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. All right. Um, if, if this takes off, I'm gonna. I'm going to. There's a. I don't want to say DLC, but but there's an expansion pack to this called a, a dungeon expansion or something like that. And basically, we all work together to try to get through a dungeon scenario, and um, and that could be fun. Anyway, this is gonna turn into a D and D podcast somehow. Oh, uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's literally out. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. I, Brad, am the Loch Ness Monster that was bitten by a radioactive grizzly bear and is riding a nuclear missile. Overpowered. Well, that's, that's what are you? I'm an Amazon warrior, a princess, I assume. Yeah. Uh, you- armed with a Gatling gun and also armed with a machete. Hey, I've got a machete, so don't yeah. mess with me. Listen, stop complaining, because I would take your uh, person and <laughs> I am a water buffalo <laughs> with flaming hands and I'm wrapped in toilet paper. Question. Are you an actual water buffalo who also has flaming hands or instead of hooves, you have flaming hands? <laughs> he has flaming hands, but he's wrapped in toilet I paper. Two, I have two. So he's actually a flaming water buffalo. Then. He's actually dead. That's what he is. He's already dead. Oh, well, that was easy. I guess Andrew's the first I'm judge. A, I call Andrew first round. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely think I got the best one. Uh, I'm an army of skeletons that has cannons instead of hands. And I shoot lasers out of my ears. Hmm. That's terrible. Oh, my, so my, my argument is ironclad. I, uh, so what I've done guys is I've gone to Google and typed in to roll a four sided die and the people that are going first are three and two, or, or you may know it as two and three. 
Um, so Zena and the water buffalo. So, so what you guys have to do now is is come up with an argument for why you would win in the fight, and Matt and I in in about thirty seconds because this is being recorded and is live and podcasting. Uh, we have to make a decision. So I'll jump right into it while Andrew thinks about it. So, uh, so I'm Xena Warrior Princess with my Gatling gun and a machete. Machete, I don't really need that. Um, so Water Buffalo, he has flaming hands, which are dangerous at close range, but not at long range. A Gatling gun is pretty deadly at long range, and I think I could just Gatling gun this Water Buffalo to death uh, if he doesn't die from his toilet paper fire first. <laughs> okay. So. I imagine that, that my flaming, like I could shoot flames out of my hands. Can I have that liberty? A water buffalo with flaming hands and is wrapped in toilet paper. Man, Didn't say flame not. shooting hands. Well, then I would just live underwater and I'd never come up. <laughs> and eventually you'd die of old age. Water, water buffalo <laughs> don't live underwater. No. Oh, man. Water I buffalo. Water like, buffalo. Everybody yeah. wants a water buffalo. Anyway. Mine is fast. Yours is slow. All right, judges. Well, I don't know that there was really any arguing. I think no, like, I, I think Andrew. Andrew resigned to death. Yeah. <laughs> and and Lucas, I, it, you got you got something here? No, I don't. I I, I complained to you weeks ago about my guy, but <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> I didn't read it because I thought we maybe we were supposed to like get it off the cuff. Well, yeah, ideally you're supposed to get it off the cuff and go with it. But yeah, you I, still did better than Andrew, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, this is Andrew with two weeks worth of research. <laughs> Doesn't not the water buffalo or like uh, aqu- aquatic animals? Horses. It's not a seahorse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so um, we are. We are. I'm assuming we're saying Lucas is moving on. Oh, 110. Rigged. Well, rigged. seems rigged. It. it uh, I rolled the die, and it is Matt versus Lucas now. I vote Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, fellas. Okay, well, uh, I'll come out of the gate on this one. First of okay. all, I'm going to tell you why I'm my defense is so strong. One okay. of them, first Iron of all, clad. I'm an army of skeletons, okay? Which means there are multiples of me, hundreds of me. The other thing is, is I will not experience, I will not experience any flesh wounds from your gun or your machete because I have no flesh. The bone (laughs) is the actual strongest part of the body. Therefore, it's essentially impenetrable when it comes to any of the devices. That's why no one's ever broken one before. (laughs) Listen, so here's the idea, right? Not only only do I have the advantage of having a much further distance than you do, but I'm also dealing with larger ammunition in the cannon, which could create a lot of damage. On top of that, though, I have peripheral, not vision, peripheral attacks because it's coming, lasers are coming from my ears as I shoot cannons <laughs> out of my hands. And therefore, therefore, Mrs. Warrior Princess, um, you really don't even stand a chance. You have zero defense. I, I'm very excited for this, actually. So here's how I picture it. So you have to, you have the uh, army of shambling skeletons coming towards me, Xena Warrior Princess, with my Gatling gun. I start spinning up the Gatling gun. Whoa, they whoa, whoa. See- we're not coming. We're not coming towards you. We've got cannons and lasers. We don't need to get up in your. Okay, <laughs> so you're standing there, and all of a sudden, at once, you fire your cannons and we're fire not standing your, still. Your ear we are, lasers. We are juking and diving. Okay, so let's say you have a thousand skeletons. They all shoot off their ear lasers, which are going out the sides, not at the front, and they kill each other. 
Because uh, there's an army, all these lasers cutting through the whole army, dead no. skeletons. That's no, we're like the mighty ducks. We fly in. A, we fly <laughs> in. <a bee. laughs> it's like a rugby formation. Yeah. 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 So again, <laughs> let me let me recap. Skeleton, no flesh wounds. I can't bleed out. I can't suffer brain injury. Um, there sure? are many, many thousands of me, and I have peripheral attacks, and I have uh, distance with large ammunition. I think I think the ear lasers are going to be your downfall. I mean, the cannons, that's nothing to sneeze at. A lot of but assumptions I think, from you. I, I think a Gatling gun can really make short work of some dusty bones. Uh, you, you couldn't even, you wouldn't be able to hit. The, I, I don't even need to say anything more. <laughs> Andrew, have you come up to, have you come to a conclusion? I vote for Matt. I have to vote as well. Come on. Matt. Thank you. I'm sorry. An army of skeletons. You, sorry, Princess. Let's shoot laser, laser the side of their heads, not forward. They're all dead. I, I, I want I you I thought you had it for sure with the ear lasers getting everybody, and then he pulled ah. the flying V. And and well he couldn't they would have done it before they thought of it. They're dumb skeletons. But you know what? I will submit to the judge's uh wishes. All right, well, that just leaves me, Loch Ness Monster, that was bitten by a radioactive grizzly bear and is riding a nuclear missile. And I'm All right, c- so what? right off the top, I'm going to get things going here. Here's, here's where I'm already at an advantage. Um, you've been bitten by a radioactive grizzly. Yes. Hey, in no way, shape, or form does this assume that it's been giving you powers in <laughs> any way. <laughs> you, are already, you are already bitten Flesh and radioactive. So the radioactive. clock is already ticking on you as far as without me even being on the scene, just the sheer <laughs> the sheer plutonium of the radioactiveness, I got no idea, is is already withering your abilities. You're vomiting because of this. Not only are you vomiting, you're vomiting into the water that is all around you, which is now clouding your vision and your ability to move. Um, and you're riding a nuclear missile. If you're riding that missile and you want to use that missile on me, we're both dead. So I'm a skeleton. I'm, I'm thousands of skeletons. I'm just going to run away and let you take care of yourself. So I envision this a little bit differently than maybe you do. I don't quite see it the same. <laughs> um, while I, I will, I would concede the whole, you know what? I'll give you the fact that, that being bitten by a radioactive grizzly bear does not uh, infer or mean that I have radioactive powers. What I am suggesting to you though is, and not to you, but to Lucas and Andrew, is that that means that I am now, you know how you get a flu shot and there's a little bit of flu in there so that you're immune, right? To build up the immunity. You're now, you know, you're now immune to radioactive grizzly bears if they ever come back. Well, what I'm suggesting to you and what I'm, no, not suggesting, what I'm saying is true is that I got bit by that grizzly bear and now it doesn't matter that I'm attached to this missile that has, you know, whatever plutonium. I don't know what I'm talking about either. Um, I can ride that thing safely and I'm the law. I'm Nessie. I'm Nessie on a nuke. I mean, who doesn't want to see that again? And, so here's, here's the oh, other no, part. I'm not done. I'm Nessie's not done. Nessie, no, Nessie's done. Someone tell me, someone tell me the range of the explosion and the impact of a nuclear missile and yeah. what's going to listen. How You're much, dead too. Uh, you know what? Hold on. I've got an idea about that. Um, so here's where also, I- Also, you're a sea creature. If you're riding a missile, you're oh, out of the water. The time is ticking on you as far as your ability to be out of the water. 
one of the benefits of getting bitten by a radioactive grizzly bear is not only an, is uh, being able to deal with now radioactive stuff, I also can breathe. Um, that's everybody knows that that's science. And so I am on, I'm on this missile coming at you. What, how much force does it take to, to, to pop a bone at a place? Right. I mean, I could swing my kid in a circle and, and pop his arm out. I haven't, I haven't, but it's possible. And, and it happens to people very easily with not a lot of force. You can dislodge them. So what's going to happen to all your bones when a nuclear missile right down into the middle of you. And what's going to happen is, as Nessie's on this thing, she's got the big flippers, right? Those are going to act as guiding, uh, you know, guiding fins to guide this thing at you. This is now a guided missile coming at you from on high. Nessie, the Nessie on the nuke, we're coming down. And what's that? Oh, she sees water. And so she points it, gets the fins, and then <sighs> Nessie's off. And she lands in the water. She's fine and you're dead because you get nuked. And Nessie's under the water, which means that, you know, it's just like a fire. When you, when there's a fire, you go, you head to the water and you're safe. Every, every explosion I've seen in movies tells me that that is true. And so, so what I'm suggesting to you is that Nessie is, is safe, that, that, that blast wave will not affect her. And even if I think maybe scientifically it might travel faster in the water, but she's fine. She's been bit and you dead. You've talked a lot. You've talked a lot, but you haven't said anything. <laughs> this is the thing. All right. He painted a picture. Yeah. But it, okay. but it was bleak. Well, all right. All right at, the end of the day, well, at the end of the day, you there's a, again, one last point. Radioactivity. Oh, it does not impact bone I, I don't, uh, material in the same way that it does flesh and fat material. So judges, you're losing points now for, for talking. Thank more. you, judges. <laughs> I don't. I anyway. I've said everything I need all to right. say. I don't feel the need. Uh, all right. I think, and this might sound like a cop-out, but um, I believe in this fight, the Loch Ness Monster would hit you with that nuke, killing everyone. So for me, you both lose, So which means it's going to be up to Andrew unless he thinks the same thing. I, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Matt. Um, I think that... Uh, oh, sorry. We're losing no. your audio. We're, we're losing you there. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, talk to me. You heard him loud and clear. I, oh shoot, he learned how to unmute himself. He's sentient. <laughs> you heard him loud and clear. Because I think that uh, I think that uh, Brad's guy is just too volatile. There's too much questions. There's a lot of moving parts on that. Happen. And I think that uh, the chances of at least one skeleton surviving, I think there's a good chance of that. That's why I have to go with Matt. Yeah, just call me Ezekiel. Rise up them dry bones. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Champion. congratulations, Matt. You win. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Um, Matt, let's just, I'm just going to toss to you because I got nothing. I'm defeated. Why don't you talk to us about some kind of product recommendation and then let's get out of this episode. Okay. Uh, mine actually is this one. It's called uh, the Yi YI security camera. Okay. Uh, so we like, again, it's not, we've had like a ton of like break-ins and all kinds of stuff in our neighborhoods and all around stuff. Uh, this is not the best thing. product recommendation I've ever heard. <laughs> well, if you need it, it's great. <laughs> and so I was just like enough of this. And so I went and I found 
these uh, security Yeez. cameras. These they're Yeez. called Yee. Y I. You can find them on Amazon, and they're HD and they're 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 a hundred dollars. That's it, and that connects you to the cloud and all that kind of stuff. It's in HD. You can watch it. You can talk through it. You can do the whole thing. Um, I find them to be super super helpful. I'm trying to bring it up here so you can see it, but it's not happening. But this the super handful, uh, super helpful, and uh, really cost effective, and uh, it's brought in peace to my family's mind. Hey, connect to your Google. What's that? Does it connect to Google? Uh, yes, it does. Andrew's now ordered two. I'm sold. Purchase. <laughs> Purchase. Like we've got the we have the Google uh, Nest Hub. Yeah. yeah, and I can look at it through there. That's fantastic. I'm Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Well, uh, listeners, now, guys, uh, Matt, I didn't, I didn't put you in on the purple here, so I'm not sure if you want to get in anything. But, um, but Andrew, hey, look, there's my security camera. Look, oh, <laughs> there it is. Wow, that's oh, no. good security. Andrew, I do have you in here on some red. So, uh, <laughs> thank you, listeners, for taking the last hour and change to spend it with us. And thank you if you're watching this on live stream, which I know at the moment it's it's literally just us. But if you're watching this later, uh, thanks for watching all the way to completion. Um, and uh, and don't forget, listen. Oh boy, I've messed it up, and it's happening live. Fantastic. Thanks guys for uh, for spending some time with me this evening and it's been it's been fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. You can follow our podcast at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Oxford Holy Club or email OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. Throw up the hashtag OH Club. And of course, we would love a five-star rating on iTunes uh, so we can help get the word out there. And if you give us one, we'll read it on the air. Oh, did we lose them? Not me. What are we doing? Well, there's some red text. And if I remember the color coordinating properly, red means Andrew. That ain't me. Where? Come on, dishwasher. Uh, my product recommendation? No, we're down no. further, buddy. Follow the notes. I'm right taking I'm Stop. I'm oh, taking there's it. A, there's another page. Take it, yeah. Barbara. Not, only, Not that, only that, but now you can. Oh. Now, shut up, Andrew. Not only that, but now you can call into the show and leave us a one-minute voice message. So click on the link in the description and ask us anything or leave a comment. Unless you tell us otherwise, we'll put you on the put show. You on the show. <laughs> Guys, it might surprise you to know that we don't pay to advertise. Uh, so any growth that we do get comes from you and it comes from you sharing us with others. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. I hope you've enjoyed our unique brand of comedy uh, and, and actually caring about um, spiritual life. You know what? But more importantly than everything we've said today, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.